uh, we must, if we want to, you know, if we want to reach uh, sustainable development goals, if you want to build a resilient and inclusive economy, we actually must uh, conciliate and combine impact and profitability. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, your source of inspiration and actions from African leaders and founders. My name is Gérald Ami, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the podcast. And today I have the pleasure to host Marie Espitaille Noël on the show. Marie, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Great, thanks a lot for having me. I'm super excited to be here and uh, to take part of uh, this amazing uh, podcast that you have launched. Marie, thank you so much for, for making time uh, to join the show and I am sure that uh, our audience will, uh, will, will love it and will take a lot of insight from what you have to give us. Um, before we start, I would like to, to make a little introduction of who is Marie and uh, eventually ask, uh, ask a little bit more uh, about you. Um, so you are a social entrepreneur, a business angel, and you are actively involved in the startup ecosystems in Mauritius, our sister island in Rainian Island, and also Australia. Um, tell us a little bit more about you, Marie, your professional journey and, uh, and the projects you are working on. Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks for giving, giving me the chance. Um, actually, I had quite of a non-linear trajectory, I would say. I, you know, I started studying science and engineering. Uh, I kind of liked a bit of everything when I was at school. You know, I, I was passionate about literature, about science, about economics. I didn't really know where to start. And after a couple of years, a couple of years of studying, you know, mathematics and physics, I was thinking I need to, I need to know more about the world. I want to apply um, these tools, you know, these uh, scientific tools to the world around me and and a bit more open, be a bit less in a bubble. And that's why I decided to go to, to business school. So I had the chance to study in Paris in a business school and actually uh, specialize in corporate finance. And I love the fact, you know, that I could start to understand how economic value was created around me and how um, companies were working and, and where the value was created. Um, but uh, after a while uh, working in, in auditing in, in Paris, I, I really wanted to know a bit more about uh, macroeconomics and how everything is connected in the world, understand you know, all the big trends which are defining what we see around us and how innovation is driven. And that's why I decided to go to Australia and, and do a Master of Science in, in Australia. I spent a couple of years there and absolutely loved it, uh, studied um, international finance and economics. And, and that's where actually uh, a bit of personal uh, side of the story, I fell in love and, and met my husband uh, who's Mexican. And this is where we, we decided to spend one year in, in France and one year in Mexico to learn about each other's uh, culture. And actually um, through my year in Mexico, I started getting involved with um, in a non-for-profit called uh, Mission Maya, which was uh, helping um, young Mayan students to uh, get back to the to the uh, to school and uh, actually teaching them Spanish and and, uh, and English uh, and just simple mathematics um, to to have them involved in the in the local communities and go back to the um, to, to better to better uh, to have better opportunities in the future that's that's probably one of my first you know exposure to the non-for-profit sector mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, I was working at the university. And probably that's a bit when um, the big change in my professional life happened and where I got um, acquainted to impact investment uh, or to investment uh, at least, uh, because I, I was contacted by the ENL group um, to, um, to know if I would be interested to go, uh, go back to Mauritius and start uh, in, a, in a small team uh, a fund, a corporate venture fund to support entrepreneurship in, uh, in the Indian Ocean, uh, in Mauritius, uh, Réunion, and in Africa. Mm -hmm. And to be super honest, at the time, I had no idea what a corporate venture fund was. Uh, you know, I, I knew about investment, I knew about finance, uh, and I, I knew a, a little bit about economics and, and macroeconomics. 
but I didn't know what a VC fund was. Uh, but I thought, you know, if I had the chance to give back and to support uh, these amazing people who are creating value in, in the region, I want to, uh, to be part of this. Um, and that, that's, when I, I, that's when I started being involved in the VC and startup uh, world. So I spent uh, three years, amazing year there, and I'm super grateful, you know, to 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 uh, ENL and and Mauritius to have given me this opportunity. Um, I worked with uh, amazing entrepreneurs and support supported them in uh, growing their companies, and um, I, I I really discovered my passion uh, and my professional uh, life uh, this year. So that was a, yeah, that was a, a really exciting moment for me. Um, after that, I uh, decided to, to leave, to be a bit on my own. I wanted, you know, to, to understand the entrepreneurs, so to have my own social entrepreneurship journey. Uh, and I, I worked a little bit in supporting companies in, uh, in islands, um, so island entrepreneurs to develop their project, uh, scale or raise funds. Uh, and this, I, I worked on that for a couple of years. Um, and at that moment in 2018, I got contacted by a company called Inco, which is my, my current employer, um, which uh, wanted to launch um, their subsidiary in, in Australia, in Sydney. And um, I, I used to work a little bit with them with, uh, through my project, in, in, through my, my work in Mauritius, because they have a lot of accelerators in Africa. They do a lot to support uh, African entrepreneurs. Uh, and and uh, yeah, they, they called me and they said, okay, you know, we have this project. We want to develop our, our activity in Australia. You've been there. You know a bit the ecosystem. Um, are you keen to join? And you know, I, I hadn't planned to go back to the to, to be an employee, but it was I was just so aligned with what Inco was trying to achieve. I couldn't say no. Uh, to give you a little bit of um, of background on what Inco is and what they are doing. Um, there are three main activities. So they're, they're firstly uh, an impact investor, and actually they were um, one of the first impact investors in continental Europe. Uh, today they have around 200 million euros under management, and they invest, they invest uh, solely uh, on social and environmental um, entrepreneurship projects. Um, and they also have an activity around uh, accelerating these kind of uh, entrepreneurs. So the same, only impact, impactful entrepreneurs. Uh, and finally, we also have um, a training activity where we provide free training to um, people who are underserved, from underserved communities, uh, excluded from uh, the labor market, on, um, to give them access to the jobs of, of the future. So basically on digital jobs or uh, what we call green jobs. Uh, so jobs created by the, by the environmental transition we are, we are currently living. So that's a bit on me. I've, I've, yeah, I was in Australia for the last couple, uh, year and a half, and then COVID-19 brought me back to, to Reunion Island. Um, and for my future projects, uh, um, we'll see. You know, I, I just want to be sure that I use these skills to, um, to help entrepreneurs uh, scale and, and, and reach the impact they want to have on this world. And, and that's, um, that's all that's defining my, my choices. Um, and I'm lucky uh, to be working with Incona, but uh, we'll see where, where life brings me. And that was a very long answer, so sorry for that. But, uh, no, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's why we have this platform, Marie, for uh, entrepreneurs like you to can come and share the journey and share their, um, everything they've, they've, they've worked through and uh, hopefully inspire uh, others you know, through, through their stories and through their journey. And indeed, you, you, have a, you have a beautiful story to, to tell. Uh, and and I, can, I can see that you are very happy in the environment you are right now, this um, uh, community building in the startup ecosystem. So, so that's, that's great to know. Um, yeah. So I, I would like to talk a little bit more about uh, your current uh, employer, I would say. So you are at Inco. You say it's a, an impact investor, uh, mainly amongst, amongst other things. And I get the sense that impact investment is something that is personally dear to you. Am I, am I correct? Yeah, completely. Completely. And as I mentioned, it's really, you know, a discipline or, 
or something that I discovered uh, late in or late, you know, uh, in in my life. Uh, that's also a concept which is uh, relat relatively new, uh, I think, in the investment uh, world. Even if in the states, it's been there for a couple of decades already, but it's it's still. Uh, it was largely unsophisticated until now, where actually it's it's taking its place and and um, starting to really uh, making making a difference in the investment uh, ecosystem and, and world. Um, yeah, it is really Jeff to me. Um, you know, I think I've uh, so that that's probably the the, the bit um, personal question, and I'm sorry if I'm a bit oversharing, but. Um, I think, you know, I've always had two passions uh, in life and I think they are mainly linked to uh, the place I come from. Um, so I grew up because, you, you know, I come from a family which basically is from everywhere. My dad's Mauritian, my mom was born in Madagascar um, from Algerian parents and Armenian grandparents. So we are pretty uh, eclectic family and I love it. Um, but I grew up in Réunion and Réunion was always, to me, an uh, amazing example of diversity and, you know, um, richness of culture and, and I loved it. And it's also a really, really gorgeous and beautiful places. It's as diverse in terms of environment than it is in terms of, um, of culture. So I think that, of course, defined me in a way and I always wanted to give back to these kind of treasures I, 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 le I lived with in, uh, through my life. Uh, and in terms of, um, I've been trying to re reflect a lot on, you know, what brought me there and why is it so important to me? Um, and I'm talking about impact and, and then impact investment. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I on, a, on a really personal level, I, I, I was born when my mom was pregnant with me. Uh, her brother was uh, was uh, diagnosed with terminal cancer, and um, and then my my mom uh, lost her mom just rightly after my birth, uh, and she also got diagnosed with with cancer. So we we had just my siblings and I. We were always kind of in charge of. Um, I think <laughs> you know um, that's 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 my vision of kind of soothing pain and bringing trying to bring um, bring joy and try to, to just soothe pain. And, and that was always what we, we we were there for. And I always wanted to, I don't know, I think I was defined by that. And, and then I always wanted to, to have the chance to bring this kind of joy to other people and to maximize, you know, the impact I had on other people. And then you can't, you can't really have... Um, a large impact on people without thinking about the environment because everyone and especially fragile communities and, and uh, more vulnerable people uh, are affected by um, climate change and you know the, the change in um, the, the fragility of our environments. So I, I believe you know that's that's really what pushed me into and what drives me to have an impact day to day and impact investment is what I've met in my career or the, the discipline that I've met um, which showed me the most impact with the skills that I that I have, um, and I believe that it's um, it will only grow and grow and grow in the coming years, and and most finance will become some sort of impact investment or bl blended uh, investment because people are changing behaviors and people are, are really involving, um, are really targeting. Um, or it's it's getting important to people to to have this kind of impact in in their decision and what they do with their money. So that's um, yeah, that's definitely something which is really important to me. Yeah, uh, listening to you um, a little while ago, we hosted another young uh, woman entrepreneur on on the show, whom I believe you know, um, Coralie Marty from Gemstone. And uh, she was also talking about, um, as an entrepreneur, you need, to be, you need to be executing something which comes from within yourself and feel you are doing it with a purpose. And um, that changes a lot in the equation. And listening to you, I, it reminded me of that. And, and, and I think from your background, from your experience and, 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 and and yeah, everything that happened in your life that has, as you said, 
defined what you're doing today and uh, and yeah that's uh, that's beautiful yeah completely and i think she's so right you know that is some of the some of the most important thing and i think if it if you if you are an entrepreneur or if you're not an entrepreneur you need to really understand what drives you every day and it's just a lot of work people think you know it's it's so obvious when entrepreneurs are talking about you know the, the when they're presenting their project and they have these just so compelling stories about how did the how did the you how are they linked to these stories and you know what drives them to 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 push this project and to to launch these entre, uh, enterprises uh, but no i think it, it takes a lot of work to understand yourself and a lot of reflecting to to it's it's it might be obvious from the outside but from from the inside it's really tough and i think it's really important um, job to be sure that your skills are used where they should be used absolutely um i would like to ask you for for the entrepreneurs out there like if you would if you need to define impact investment how, how would you how would you define it like simply yeah it's really good question and you know uh, it's it's um you it's it's tough because out there you have so many definitions on social entrepreneurship and environmental entrepreneurship but you don't have really standard definition of impact entrepreneurship so what i can tell you i can tell you what my definition is and and you know it's worse what it's worse but uh, i'd say that for me social entrepreneurship and environmental entrepreneurship um, they can in my opinion they can they can really touch to a lot of things so they can actually depending on the definition but they can um, encompass uh, both non-for-profit projects uh, businesses uh, corporation association anything anything that is an enterprise something that you launch something that you do uh, which will have a, a social uh, a social cause or social purpose to it and Actually, social entrepreneurship is a bit bigger than environmental entrepreneurship because in social, you can have a little bit of environmental, um, as you know, by, by having actually by, by shifting the, the paradigm in, envir uh, in, in environmental science or in some environmental project, you're actually improving uh, the life of people. So basically, it's just entrepreneurship, which is tackling uh, inequalities and um, seeing, thinking about the social benefits in a more uh, in, in in a more global way, and and environmental entrepreneurship it's more on the environmental side. But impact entrepreneurship for me it's it's even wider than social and environmental entrepreneurship because it takes into account all of the negative externalities and all of the positive externalities of your enterprise. So if we focus on businesses, um, because some of the definition only takes, you know, social and environmental entrepreneurship as being businesses. Um, if you think about businesses, you know, being a, a, a renewable energy company, maybe you're producing battery. It's not enough to be producing battery for an electric car uh, vehicle to be a, an impact entrepreneur. You can be an environmental, you can be considered as an environmental entrepreneur, but the impact uh, entrepreneurship will really have a look at all of, all of the externalities of your business. So it can be how are your batteries made? How are they recycled? Uh, how much are you polluting to, to build these batteries? Uh, how, how is your governance? So how is your, your company actually working? How are you treating employees? Um, do you have gender equality? So I think it's a bit of a system-based approach if you think about impact entrepreneurship compared to uh, the, the maybe the more uh, simple definition of social and environmental entrepreneurship. So basically it's really a company which is measuring um which is measuring her its its environmental and its social externalities and which is um uh, which which is which is having a positive global impact on the world and i don't know if it's a really you know a perfect or, or traditional definition but that's the definition i use when i'm looking at these kind of companies and coming from someone who works on in, in that and who is passionate about it, I think we we take the definition 100%, Marie. Um, so if I understand if I understand you correctly, there is there is um, the social enterprise, 
uh, social project oriented and then those who are oriented on the environmental part and then as you just define the impact oriented uh, businesses. Um, my perception, and, and this, is, this is my perception, uh, I have the impression that sometimes all of these, these three different project poles, uh, types of investment that we just talked about, uh, projects, sorry, we tend to associate them as uh, non-profit businesses. Because, you yeah. know, we say like we, we are taking care of the environment and, and, and stuff like that. And we, we have this on the other side, um, this culture of, yes, startup needs to be fast growth, profit driven, market growth, et cetera, et cetera, which is like super business and super profitability. Like, can, can we actually conciliate these two? Is that even feasible or possible? Yeah, that's, um, that's, I mean, that's the question, you know, the, that, that's super important question. And, uh, and I think, I mean, the, the very, very straightforward answer from my opinion, my view, it's uh, that uh, more than can we, it's, it's we must. Uh, we must, if we want to, you know, if we want to reach the sustainable development goals, if you want to build a resilient and inclusive economy, we actually must uh, con conciliate and combine impact and profitability. Um, so it's really something that we will see more and more, I believe. Um, it, it was true, I think, for a long time that uh, we we were expecting commercial businesses to create uh, economic value, uh, commercial businesses, and philanthropies uh, and non-for-profit were more in charge of the doing good uh, part and um, and uh, solving social problems, but um, I believe that in the last year things have changed a little bit because you had a lot of uh, successful startups and you know uh, uh, like huge successes like Microsoft or Facebook and and young these kind of young successful entrepreneurs and they started to get a bit more involved on the on these non for profit boards um, because they wanted you know to I won't say by themselves a conscience, but at least they wanted to have their skills and their money and, and their resources involved in something that, that mattered. Um, so they, I think they started applying, you know, this kind of business acumen and vision in the management of the non-for-profits um, because they realized that through this model where we had impact on one side and economic value on the other side, we were not making uh, good enough good enough progress and fast enough progress on uh, the big challenges of our society and, and of our world and we couldn't scale them it, it's really really tough to scale uh, this non-for-profit work and and, and philanthropy work uh, because the resources are super limited and super concentrated in the corporations so if we think if it's possible uh, yeah i believe it is possible i believe you know every business profits from solving social problems. Um, so if you have a business who's, uh, you know, very simply uh, using um, fuel to, to work, well, uh, reducing uh, the use of fuel is, of course, uh, reducing pollution emissions and it makes the business more efficient in the, the use of its uh, resources, so it's decreasing costs. If you have less accidents because you have a safer approach to work, uh, of course, uh, you have a more appealing uh, workplace uh, and you make uh, employees, you know, more active and more, more engaged. Uh, if you care about employees' health care, uh, it's the same. You know, you will at attract better talent uh, and you, you have a better business uh, anyway. So I don't think there are trade-offs between economic efficiency and, and social impact. Uh, I believe you can have small, very small trade-offs in the very short term. But if you have a long-term uh, business uh, and a, lo a long-term project or long-term commitment anyway, uh, you have more synergies between impact and, uh, and profits than you have uh, trade-offs from what I believe. Uh, and finally, um, the, my last, the last part of my answer would be that now is really the best time uh, to, 
to actually start uh, impact entrepreneurship uh, projects or to you know uh, if you if you have money to invest in uh, impact investing assets um, and why because I think first uh, very obviously we are in a world we are in a world which is full of problems uh, you know we. I think this year, um, of course, we, we had to face with a huge um, healthcare issue. Uh, um, fragile communities have been uh, extremely uh, hit by uh, the pandemic, um, you know, in a, in a worse manner than any other uh, community uh, on the planet. Um, of course, we had, you know, huge uh, fires in Australia. Uh, deforestation, um, we have huge pollution issues, and I think we've unfortunately seen that in Mauritius this year. But um, yeah, we, we can't say that we don't see them, but what has changed, um, what has changed uh, this time or this year or, or this last uh, decade, let's say, that I believe that we are more aware of these problems. And by we, I mean, you know, governments, businesses, institutions, but more than everything, individuals and consumers. And thanks to that, these resources they are more and more directed towards uh, impactful projects and businesses. And on top of that, you, well, to, yeah, you, you have all of these you know, millennials which are reaching um, the high of their spending power. Um, today, almost half of millennials want to buy things that are you know, supporting a cause. Uh, and then you have the other half of them who are buying, who, are, who want to buy environmental products. Uh, and on top of that, I think on the last OECD um, statistics, you had 94% of millennials wanted to use their skill to support a cause. So if you're in business today and you actually want to, 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 to have customers or to, or to have uh, talented employees, you, you need to, to align, uh, um, you need to have a positive impact on uh, society and the world. So, yeah, completely. I, I think that you, it's um, it's more that you, it's 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 more than conciliating impact and and profit. Is using impact to drive profit, uh, and, and and no one has a choice uh, whether to do it or not uh, these days. I I think the. This global pandemic has um, has been a catalyst and accelerator, um, in the sense that it has, on one side, raised consciousness and awareness in 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 individuals, in terms of every choices that they they make have a have a direct impact on whatever um, businesses and 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 producers put out in the market and the way they produce it and the way they, they deliver those service. So I believe that this has, uh, this pandemic has, has been able to, to, to raise that type and level of awareness. And as you said, also on the other side, we have a growing, a booming groups of, uh, of millennial who is also driving demand for more sustainably uh, produce goods and services so yeah let's let's um yeah i believe i believe we have made a we have made a shift and and, and let's let's hope that we steadily goes into that direction uh, yeah i i would like to ask you marie so you have been on i would say on both sides of the table you've been an entrepreneur yourself now I would say you're on the other side of the table, um, working for an impact investor. So like being on the investment side of it. Um, what do you? What do you? What would you say um, an impact investor look for when they are assessing whether to support a project or not? Yeah, that's um, that's a really good question. Um, I want to start by maybe the the bad part of it, um, and it's not it's not a bad part, but it's just I want to be a bit uh, straightforward and and you know for our listeners and and, and the, the realities of it. Even if I think that things are changing quite fast and, and impact investing is getting more and more sophisticated, and you have uh, diff new types of investors who are 
which are a bit uh, different, but I just want to say, if we talk about, uh, I'll, I'll go a bit through the different type of investor just after, but if, you, if, if we think about funds uh, and impact funds, um, impact funds, uh, unfortunately, you know, most of them, uh, they still invest for um, quite comparable uh, returns and traditional VC funds. So that's really something that most people should know. Uh, because I see a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, going to impact funds and they really expect, and I'm talking about VC funds, um, they really expect things to be, you know, different and, and um, softer, to, you know, softer yeah, exactly, to, exactly, softer terms and, you know, to have this kind of, okay, they, are, they, they will value my impact um, as, as on, top of the, on top of the profit as an, an additional return, but it's not the case. Uh, most of the time, you know, um, also another another statistic from um, the Global Impact Investing uh, Network, which is amazing resources for those, of, those who are interested in knowing more about impact investing. Um, I think almost 70% of impact funds are actually looking for um, above market uh, above market return and market beating returns. Um, and it's, it's most of the time required by fiduciary responsibility because funds, as you know, um, they manage other people's money. Uh, and even though, you know, these people are more and more interested into investing in um, causes they believe in or putting their money in the right place, a lot of them are seizing just a business opportunity uh, and seeing, you know, uh, just impact as a business opportunity, which it is. Um, so I just want to be a bit careful on, on that for, for people who are listening. It's not always the case. You have more and more impact funds which are um, getting very sophisticated uh, and through, through a kind of a mix and blended finance can, um, can provide solutions which are a bit uh, cheaper in terms of cost of capital and, and a bit more interesting for, for impact entrepreneurs. But um, to, to, be, uh, to answer a bit better to the question, I just, um, I just said that it depends on the type of investor and on your development stage. So firstly, um, if you're looking, the, the first step when, when, when you're looking for funds, uh, it's, you know, uh, um, the triple, what we call the triple F, so friends, uh, family and food. Uh, and these people, of course, you know, they, they invest in you, they invest in your vision. Um, so they will be basically looking at what you're passionate about. And, and they would probably be one of the only ones who would invest uh, before you actually have traction or some kind of proof and some kind of growth. Um, so for them, you know, the impact uh, is really the impact. They're looking at the impact they think you, you, you as a person or as a team can have. No, if you're looking at governments uh, as investors, you know, they, yeah, they have grants and it's, it's, interesting, it's interesting for you to have a look at each government strategy and, you know, political kind of positioning uh, around impact. So you have, you know, kind of trends. Uh, I know, for example, in Reunion these days is the circular economy. So if you have a, a specific project on that, just to be able to frame it correctly so that you, you kind of answer the, the political priority at, uh, at the time. So that's, uh, that's something you can do uh, to, if, if grants is what you, you're looking for. Then if you're looking at business angel, um, business angel, it's a bit different because they invest their own money. So they have a bit more flexibility to to, to, you know, decide on returns and decide of what they would uh, be looking at. And they can, um, they can factor in the impact value. So basically, you have some really passionate business angel who would say, um, yeah, you know, I, okay, I would expect less from you and I would be uh, maybe softer on the terms because you, you're really growing something that is really dear to me and that I'm passionate about. But it's still um, it's it's still a bit tough, especially in Africa, to find impact business angels. Where to find them? You know, where to find these people? Um, apart from really building a community around your cause, but it's it's just a bit tricky because you don't have really uh, you don't have a lot of syndicate of impact angels. And then for the VC fund, which probably is what you know everyone is interested about. Um, yeah, the, most of the fund will still look for uh, high, high growth projects, 
which are which have the capacity to scale quickly and and you know uh, um, have have an exit in in a certain uh, amount of time. Uh, but they will ask you on top of that to uh, to have a um, measurable and measurable impact and to show what kind of actions you are taking to measure it. So you, you maybe you're going to ask, so what's the point of going to see an impact fund if it's the same on a VC? Sometimes they are a bit more patient in terms of uh, the exit horizon, so they can stay a bit longer and, and push you a little bit less on a fast exit. Uh, and then the, I think what's really is the main point is that the, they work with a lot of similar projects than yours. So, you know, it's a uh, project uh, on probably similar industries or projects which have um, the, the kind of externalities that you want to have. Um, they work with similar customers. So if you're working with bottom of the pyramid, you know, they might understand a bit better than VCs, traditional VCs, uh, these customers. Uh, and they can they can understand better your constraint and your storytelling and, and they have the appropriate networks. So they still I think it's still a, a very it's still a very um, important uh, uh, stakeholder and, and you know and, and they bring a lot of value to the space and little by little while they sophisticate their offers they have the capacity to change a bit the paradigm. But it's still um, I just want you to have this in mind that it's still a VC. If you're going to see an, an impact VC, it's still a VC and, and, and you have to, yeah, you have to be prepared for that. And then finally, the two last thing I'd say it's uh, banks. So you have a, a little bit of uh, responsible banks opening here and there. And if you have a good, you know, if you have a business model that can work for them. So if your asset, uh, you know, in, uh, intensive, uh, you have a lot of, um, for example, in the renew renewable energy sector, you have a lot of project with, you know, um, for example, micro franchise or things where you need to um, kind of build the hardware, which will, you will uh, rent to uh, the communities or stuff like that. And it, it can be actually a good partner. Uh, and finally, I'll just finish on that. It's um, the, you also have the crowdfunding platforms and the crowdfunding platforms they are more looking uh, for social projects. So you have a few of these and they are more looking for, uh, for, um, Community, so the, you need to be able to prove that you have a, a strong community around your project, um, and this all is pretty healthy, I, I believe, um, because it can help you validate, you know, the, the product, the service, um, and and also um, the, the storytelling around what you're trying to achieve. But in general, impact investors they are looking at, you know, the same as investor, meaning the quality of the team, the market opportunity, the differentiation. Um, you know, the IP potentially, uh, the storytelling and the market, uh, but they will also be looking at the impact and, and really tough to measure, uh, but you need to be, you need to prove that you're doing the work um, to find the, the criteria and to find the KPIs and to, 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 to try to measure it as, as good as you can. Just the, the process important even though you know it's it's always something which is really tough to to to, to be extremely scientific uh, about and i guess there uh, this is completely another topic in itself uh, and i guess there's a um, different frameworks around where you can actually uh, measure the impact that you are saying you want to have uh, from your business Completely, completely. The, you know, if you're looking for resources, uh, again, um, I work a lot at Inco. So I'm, I'm very lucky because at Inco, they have uh, developed their own uh, Inco ratings, uh, which are a set of 300 extra financial uh, criteria, which they apply to uh, um, companies that they are assessing for investment. So you have really, uh, you know, it's super comprehensive. It's been uh, developed because Inco... Um, has been working on it for the last eight years. It, it's been tested and improved with uh, all the investment, and it's uh, it's you know it's, it, it really helps. Uh, and we also provide this set this tool to the our investees so that they can you know use uh, the, the good criteria uh, which identify uh, as you know relevant to them. But on the website of the again the uh, GIN, you have a set of criteria called Iris Plus. 
And um, so the GIN has created a free uh, website which, um, where you can, through, through, um, through, you know, you have a really, really super comprehensive, you have a lot of uh, industries and you can, uh, you know, um, sort, you can look for KPIs depending on your impact, your industry, um, the really specificities of what you're doing. And, and it's, it's super rich and super helpful, I believe, if you're in the process of, of thinking about uh, um, where do I start, you know, uh, which kind of, uh, which kind of measures can I use? Uh, how do I measure this? Because you have a guide to help you measure it. So it's a, it's really um, it's super helpful. And you, and you, I mean you have a lot of different resources on, on the internet, but I think it's uh, it's one is, is pretty user friendly. Cool. That's a <clears throat> that's a lot of um, insights and um, tips and tricks you gave us, uh, Mai. Thank you very much. And I think um, the impact uh, entrepreneur out there will will find it super helpful. Marie, it was, it was absolutely amazing to have, a, to have a conversation with you today. And uh, we have reached, almost reached the, the end uh, of, uh, of our episode. And just before closing, um, I would like to ask you if you had three pieces of advice for um, our entrepreneurial community, um, given the context we are living in today, you know, in this post-pandemic, I'm, I'm saying post-pandemic already, but yeah, uh, in this era of new normal, if you had three pieces of advice, what would they be? Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good one. I'll say, and, and you, you're going to think I, uh, I plagiarized or I copied uh, Coralie, but I saw, I'm so... Uh, Align with what she said, and I think uh, it's uh, the most important of everything is that uh, people need to be solving a problem which is dear to them. Uh, it's such a tough journey to be an entrepreneur. You know, it's uh, you have million and million of reasons to give up every day, um, and I feel that if you're not in a way, but that that's really my personal opinion. But I feel that if you're not in a way emotionally linked to the social or environmental issue that you want to tackle, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be extremely painful and extremely, uh, extremely hard. So uh, really the first thing is, uh, is um, whether you're an entrepreneur or, or an employee or, or whatever you want to do, or you work for a non-for-profit is really uh, use your skills to solve a problem, which, uh, which really matters personally to you. Uh, and that, as I mentioned, takes just a lot of uh, self-reflecting and, and knowing, you know, where your passion are and what you, where your drive is. So I said that the first, um, on the two others, I said that if, I said, just be careful on, because we, we talked a lot about investment and that's what I, I know, you know, um, be careful of, uh, of uh, invest, inv investment in general, uh, you don't need to raise VC funds. You don't re need to, okay, I'm probably gonna get fired after that, but you don't need to <laughs> be raising, a f uh, not every company needs to be raising funds. Um, it's really, really VC fund. Uh, of course, you know, you can uh, use crowdfunding, you can use a lot of different tools and banking, but you really, um, it really depends on uh, your personal objectives. So, you know, uh, not everyone is going to, uh, to want to um, have an exit in five years. Some people want to have uh, lifestyle businesses. You know, it's, it's really some people are building an asset intensive company um, or mining, whatever you're building. Uh, it's not uh, very, 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 very few companies are actually um, set, actually have the right model for VC. And very, very few entrepreneurs and founders have the, the you know, the, are aligned with the VC vision. So really just take the time to reflect on what are your personal objectives? What are the team objectives? What are your, what, are the, what is the impact you want to achieve? Uh, and, and, and make sure that, uh, that these uh, are aligned with the realities of raising uh, VC funding, because it's, um, it's really, really specific with high growth um, you know, uh, high growth, uh, high uh, fast exit or fast liquidation uh, companies. So that's that's probably the second on, on the investor land. 
Uh, and then uh, on the third piece of advice, uh, I'll just say that just, um, yeah, I'm just giving them in any order, but um, for all of those who are not uh, daring to take the, take the loop, you know, and just do it, um, just do it <laughs> because there's, you're going to learn so much in the journey and, and it's, it's just, um, you can't, you can't fail actually. If you fail, you succeeded because you, you've learned so much and you know, you, you've really built something with your own hands and you're going to be so proud of yourself. Um, that's really, I, I encourage everyone to do so. Uh, and plus, you know, it's just going to give you so many opportunities after that in terms of joining a company, uh, joining a, a startup uh, in, in, in an important role or even joining a fund um, because you, um, in funds, more and more, we look for people who have this experience of being an entrepreneur and which are capable of showing empathy to other entrepreneurs because it's a really, really rare skill. So, so that's, yeah, I think that's it for my three piece of, pieces of, uh, of advice. Yeah, be, be empathetic uh, in general because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really easy to be empathetic and it's just... Um, I know I, 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 I just, I'm just going to sound so cheesy, but if you're empathetic and if you listen to people and if you work with people with the right intention, you, you're just going to see that everything works. So that's probably the thing I learned this year. So yeah, that's, that's my advice. Thank you so much, Marie. I think I, I have absolutely nothing else to add on what you just said. And uh, I completely agree with you. Um, on the last part, mainly, you know, the empathy part is it, something that is also very, very, very dear to me. I always tell people, you know, entrepreneurship is a human journey. Let's not forget about that. And uh, some people does forget about it. Just, just see the, I will, I will make a lot of money, but uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a human journey. Well, Marie... Thank you so much. It was it was amazing to to have a to have a chat with you. And uh, thanks to the audience who've been listening to us. You've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa. And today, as you as you have heard, I had the immense pleasure of hosting Marie Espitalier Noel, uh, Impact Investor, I would say from from Inco. So see you next week for more inspirations and actions from across the African continent. Thanks a lot for having me. Bye, everyone. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Mark and Jason. So, guys, what do you? What are your thoughts on this really interesting chat? Uh, that, and, and let me start. Uh, maybe um, that's uh, that's. That was kind of fascinating, uh, or some aspects were fascinating to me, uh, and and one that really, I don't know, kind of blew my mind, and in a way was, how can you be a social entrepreneur and make profit? Um, I was kind of yeah, if you're social, I should be an NGO, you know, it's a non 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 for profit. And, and at the same time, where your VCs were doing that, and you know, Inco is basically doing that kind of thing, and and it says, gosh, now we need to rethink the way that, or I need to rethink the way I'm seeing uh, those things, and I think it's it, and it it drove actually an idea where, because of COVID, because of climate change, because of lots of those things happening and have been happening for the last months, um, we need to rethink capitalism. And I'm, I'm, I'm a capitalist at heart saying that, yeah, you need to value your time and, and you can make a, you know, a, a decent money and then, and then give back. And I think that Mary, you know, told a lot about giving back. And, and, I, and I think that's, you know, how can, how can you balance both? I think that's just, I'm still struggling with it, but I think it could be the basis of, you know, rethinking the way that we're doing business. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um... I'm, I'm aligned with you. I mean, I was in the same mindset where I, I was asking myself, like, as I said in, in, in the interview, like many, many times we tend to associate uh, impact and entrepreneur, uh, sorry, impact and social 
uh, entrepreneurship with like nonprofit, but the way she put it like quite bluntly is it is not either or today we need to run our business with impact in mind. You know, it's, it's a sine qua non condition today. And, and I love that. And I love that. And I, and I believe that um, this is where we're gonna, we, we are heading full steam on. And those who are not doing it in that way will be the first one to, to die, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I actually completely agree with with both of you guys there, and, and and that is also my biggest takeaway from it. You know that that the philosophy of doing well by doing good, you know that kind of thing is is you know it, it's it's growing and things, but mixing the profit with impact in, in in our new age companies is now going to be the norm, and I think it has to be the norm. And I think with the development of of you know the way millennials and Generation Z and all of this, they are much more aligned with you know social causes. They want brands that support their social causes, and we know these trends coming in. But then I think we're going to be reaching a tipping point soon, where if you cannot prove that yes you're, you're making money, but that yes you are aware and making an impact and having doing good, then I think yeah, like you say, they will fall by the wayside and and they won't be able to get that traction. So I think keeping in your strategy and your awareness, if you're able to marry the two, because it will be balanced between the two, if you're able to marry them and make them work for together, I think this is the new the new startup. This is the new companies that we need to have. And it's not a nice to have, it's a must have. And and she puts that across really clearly. So it was a great discussion. And I really enjoyed it. And and, yeah. and 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 just to bounce back on what you said, I don't know if you guys saw um, the ad from Patagonia, uh, the garment company, uh, and during Black Friday, which was they bought, they bought the New York Times page saying, don't buy this today. Okay, telling people, well, think, think about you behave. And I think that's the, that's the kind of message that we need to see more. It's just, hey, we, we may be you know, a for-profit company, but we don't support that kind of shit. Okay, sorry, I, I stop. I need to stop bad words. Uh, <laughs> you'll put a beep. So, but, yeah. anyway, cool. No, but yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, completely yeah. agree. Just just uh, to bridge on what you just said. Speaking of Patagonia, um, and I'll give a shout out to another podcast that I love to listen to. It's from Guy Raz. How I built this, mm-hmm. and for anyone listening to us right now, I highly recommend you to go and listen to the one of the founder of Patagonia. It is yep. very humbling to listen to this guy. And honestly, like you, you, you change your, pers- your perspective as an entrepreneur, as a founder, as, and as a leader to why you actually do business. And it comes back to what Marie said again is, and, and to what Jason was highlighting, like do good and you know, things will fall into places. You know. Do good, you'll do well. Yeah, do good, you'll do well. Right, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on the show again today and uh, sharing your feedback and your insights. Uh, I, had, uh, I had a great time with Marie. It was very, very insightful. I hope our audience will find it as insightful. So just before signing off, I would like to ask our audience... Uh, please, if you can give us a helping hand to keep uh, contributing to the, the community, to keep building that ecosystem and contributing to that, to that entrepreneurial ecosystem, please give us a five-star rating to, uh, on everywhere you, you listen to your, to your podcast. You know, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to us. If you are happy, please give us a five-star rating. That would be very, very much appreciated. 